Hello, audio. Um, uh, robotic voice is gonna come on and Start we're gonna, the show. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna ignore it. Recording everywhere else in three, two, one. This meeting is being recorded. Hello there, I'm History of the Flash, but you can call me JD. Ahoy, and Comba Hunter, also just Hunter. And we're joined by friend of the show, collaborator on comics, Drew, Drew Dennis of Dennis Designs. Drew, welcome back. Yo, what's going on? Good to have you back on. Uh, we are down, Tyler and Harper this week. So we reached out to uh, Drew and had him on the show to talk Nightwing, Flash, Planetize X-Men, Venom, and more. So Yeah, uh, Drew's been on the show before, but it's been a long a time. A while. Yeah. It might have been a year. Yeah, it might have been a year or something like that. But he, he reads all the comics we read, so he's going to join the discussion this week. Tyler... If you look up, or I guess everyone's probably seen this by now, he's going through what Kevin was going through in Home Alone 2 right now. So that's why Tyler couldn't make it. He's planning traps in like an abandoned house in New York. And if you look up the movie Kangaroo Jack, that is what Harper's doing right now. He's in that situation. <laughs> and so he just couldn't make it this week. He sent some voice messages while chasing down a kangaroo wearing a hoodie. But unfortunately, no, no he... Play. Uh, he has to he gets to get that kangaroo man he's chasing it down so understandable so right now we're just uh two people down but drew's gonna join us yeah yeah i like i like to have drew on the show because he's uh one of the only people i know in the comic community that's reading geiger as well as me so uh <laughs> it's nice to have a uh fellow appreciator of art and culture i mean if you're not reading geiger you have to catch up it's really thank good. you uh I don't really have anyone to back of, me up. I don't have anyone to back me up. <laughs> speaking of Geiger, that brings me into the reviews of the week. And um, Gary I was going to read them off. A review. We we got <laughs> we got four reviews this week. Uh, the first one's very short. It's a five star review, and uh, it's from the username the other Geiger buyer, and uh, it says "Stop the Geiger <laughs> slander." So uh, <laughs> listen, the people demand more Geiger. I'm just saying, I'm delivering what the people want. Hunter, you'd love it. Like you gotta, you gotta catch up. I think you'd really like it. Catch up. Very I haven't frank. even started. <laughs> I wasn't planning on reading it, but three issues. I know. I think if you like... honestly, I think if you read it, you'd be pretty disappointed that you weren't in it in the jump. It's, it's a it's a fun book, and the Gary Frank art is great. Like it brings me back to like reading Doomsday Clock. Honestly, like with some of yeah, the panels, it's... I'm like, well, it's very I, simple. I, I, I get I get the 2017 vibes, and I'm like, oh man, I miss those days. Yeah. Really simple, like, and it. I want to see it as a show. I think it will be a show eventually. Maybe it's HBO. Only three issues. <laughs> but that's the thing about these about these indie comics now. They're all setting up TV shows. Fair I said enough, the same thing yeah. about Once in Future. Like I read like two issues of Once in Future, and I'm like, this could be a show. Okay. Did you guys watch uh, Jupiter Ascending? No. <laughs> no, I had no interest in that. No. It got canceled pretty. Not quickly. not a big Mark Millar fan. So. But the spinoff is Greenlit. I thought that was so weird. So bizarre. Huh. I don't know. What uh, other reviews? Yes, I got other reviews. Uh, this one comes from Nick. Uh, he says five star out of five stars, ten rings out of ten rings. I'm not gonna lie. I tried <laughs> listening to the podcast a year ago, and I couldn't because I thought it was a weird concept to listen to people talk for an hour. But this month, I started binging the episodes of the podcast, and it is amazing. It has personality, love, and a lot of good comedy. It is the first podcast that I listen to, and will probably be the only one I will ever listen to because I love the subject all the hosts, and it feels like I'm in a full-on conversation with friends. I definitely recommend everyone I know would enjoy, a.k.a. my girlfriend and I. 
Aww. Thank you, Nick. Nice. And That's thank you, Nick's nice. girlfriend, for listening <laughs> to the show. Uh, yeah, I when I started listening to podcasts, I thought it was weird too because like it could be a little weird to hear people just kind of talk. But uh, if if it's the right kind of podcast, you know, it could feel like you're in on the conversation. So, yeah, uh, I guess it is a weird concept when you think about it. I've been listening to podcasts long before we started our podcast, so it was never really strange for me. And I even went to school for radio, but. It's a good point. Yeah, it is a strange concept. Be, it could be I think a little this weird. This was the first one uh, I listened to. Really? I didn't listen to any podcasts before wow. this. Wow, yeah. we got you into it. There you go. No, I listened to like three or four. So, well, I remember. Here really, is the gateway. I really wanted a comic book podcast to be out there, and at the time there there was a word bubble, and there was the comic story in one that barely happened. Barely happened when we first started. Word bubble is great. Word Bubble is great, yeah. It's but I, very long. I can, it's very tough to listen to like four hour episodes. Yeah, that was the thing. So I remember I used, I, like I would work an eight hour shift and I, they would allow us to wear earbuds. So I would uh, I would listen to, to it bubble. at work. But four hours long is a long podcast. Yeah, no, no kidding. Usually the podcasts I listen to are an hour long, and this podcast remember, here when, is usually when we, two hours. When we started the podcast, remember episode <laughs> one? I was like. 30 minutes strict yeah but uh you know that, that certainly changed but now i know we average two hours episodes. yeah I, I think it's i think it's easier to get into a show when it's not as you know long of an episode because you can think all right i'll sample it you know if i lose mm-hmm. an hour i lose an hour but i don't so. think we'll ever do a four-hour episode oh I, see god I god i hope not <laughs> maybe, <laughs> no, maybe, I one, can, day, maybe one day maybe i could barely stay intact for uh you know two hours oh god yeah fair enough. uh a- anyway um I wanted to give a shout out to Climbing Guy. This one's not really a review. Uh, Sean, the Climbing Guy, you may have heard of him. Um, <laughs> he said that he's graduating. Congratulations on graduating. Congratulations, and, Climbing uh, Guy. And he said that it's got him thinking about this year, and he wanted to thank us for keeping him laughing through a very hard one, uh, and that we're a highlight of his week. Sean, mm-hmm. that means a lot. And uh, you know, the fact that you haven't fallen while climbing while Harper and you know is doing his little uh, thing is oh great. Speaking of little thing, I have a little thing that he sent me. I haven't listened to this yet, but he told me to play this during a little thing, so. Hello, everyone. It's me, Jason Statham, here. Although, you know, I have to admit something. I'm not actually Jason Statham. I've been a fraud this whole time. You see, my grandmother wasn't Hitler. My dad wasn't a bulldog. Although he was a battleship, so does that. And I have never been Jason Statham. It's, It's all been a lie. I'm actually Colin Farrell. Hey, Dilly D, I'm fucking Irish or something. Fucking <laughs> Colin Farrell, whoa. I received that at 3.31 a.m. my time. Jeez. <laughs> wow, they did, a, they did a Mandarin, a fake Mandarin Iron Man 3 twist on us. I just, I didn't see it coming. Yeah, no, I didn't at all. <laughs> Want to hear a uh, Conor McGregor impression next. I, that's what I thought he was going for at first. <laughs> yeah, I did too. <laughs> a fucking peanut head. Uh, the uh, the last review comes from uh, Comic Kid, aka Robbie, and he says a hero story is truly the best thing to come out of the IGCC, and it's not even close. Instagram call wa- community. Yeah, th- thank you. Yeah, I've been watching since the live streams. Holy shit, that's a long time ago, Hunter. <laughs> and, and and even then, the conversations between JD and Hunter were extremely entertaining. Then the show really came into its own when Harper and Tyler were at it, and the host personalities began to shine. On top of being an S-tier source of entertainment and news, the show has been a huge inspiration for me as the hosts were my four main inspirations for starting my account. 
whether I was fucking with Harper as Monty, discussing Marvel with Tyler, getting tips from Hunter on how to better my art, or learning more about The Flash from JD, each of the hosts made a huge impact on me. Thank thank you guys for being my heroes, and remember, every second is a gift. Also, get Davian on as a co-host, or else we riot. Oh, no. Well, fat chance on Davian, but yeah. the rest of the but the rest of the interview is uh, yeah, great. Is good. Uh, yeah, th- thank thank you. you so much. Wow, I can't believe he's been watching since the live stream. God, used... that's so long ago. That's, so, like, that's it's... like 2017, right, Hunter? Uh, 2016, I feel like, even when we first started. For those who don't know, when Instagram first came out with live streams, I did one, and then JD joined, and he uh, he like requested to join. And that was like, I never even knew what JD even looked like. And he, he, wasn't, he, joined he wasn't ready the... for all this. Yeah, he joined the podcast, and he was in a stairwell. <laughs> I was, I, was I, yeah, I, was my, I was in my college dorm, yeah, and I went to a stairwell. <laughs> just, I was in that live stream. Were you? I remember that. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I remember you've been here since for forever, really. Drew, Drew's yeah. followed me, like, in the first few months of my account. Like, I feel like I've known him for so long. And during those live streams, we would just talk about the comics of the week. That's all we would do. And then we decided to make it like, we should do this every week. Because it was very entertaining. And, uh, we had, like, maybe 14 viewers at the time. <laughs> so we ended up doing it every Thursday. And then eventually we were like, hey, what if one comment, a, a, a one commenter comment. said, like, you should do a podcast. And we were like, yeah, we should. Yeah, it's like, okay. And we took that way too seriously. Way too seriously. Three years later. We're still doing Three years it. later. Yeah, but thanks for the wow. reviews. Uh, now, I guess if this is your first time here, hi. We've been doing this for years, and uh, it is a comic book podcast where we talk about all the comic book stuff, including news of the week, which we're going to start with. But before we get to the news of the week and then the comics of the week, uh, Loki episode two dropped. We are not going to be reviewing each episode individually. I don't think. I think we'll, we'll just do it at do the end like of the a, season, like how we did for Falcon Winter Soldier and WandaVision. Yeah, so I think when the season finale happens, then that week we will talk about everything Loki. But until then, uh, Harper did send me a Loki prediction. I haven't heard it yet, so I'll play it here. So I don't know if he's going to spoil episode two or not. But if you haven't seen episode two, I also have a theory. It might match his, so I'm going to say it real quick. I think the timekeepers are bad, bad, and the TVA are people that have been taken and mind wiped, essentially. And I told Drew this last night, because Drew and I were in a call last night for a few hours, and we were talking about Loki. It sounds too much like WandaVision, though. That's the only thing. It does, yeah, but the fact that uh, Owen Wilson, Mobius, he keeps talking about the 90s, like, way too much. Talking about how he, he likes water skis. He's never done it, but he loves it. He loves the concept and everything. It's like, maybe he's actually a guy who lived in the 90s. And he's... It does sound like WandaVision. I'm not that I'm saying yeah. it again. Yeah. Anyways, here's a Harper's prediction, which I have not listened to. So my prediction for Loki this week, and we'll see if I end up being right. Um, I predict that Loki is going to have a big set of balls, and he's going to say... Look at my balls. <laughs> I didn't listen to it before playing. <laughs> and this is why we proofread, or we proof, we we listen to them before they get submitted. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Uh, he has another thing for Flash for the issue, but I I, I might play God, that I later hope that's on. more serious. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, you know now, what? Um, I just want to say one thing about Loki. Yeah. Um, it feels like with this show it's very like straight to the point like it's like simple a lot of it is just like them talking and i feel like 
there's still going to be crazy theories, but I feel like it'll be like if something crazy happens, it'll be when we least expect it. I think it'll be good. God, I hope so, and it's not going to be one of those, oh, Omega Red's going to be in episode four, I guarantee it, and then... I mean, yeah, you already have all the people talking about Kang the Conqueror, who's... Yeah, he's he's the like time the master. Theory. Is he, though? Kill, kill me now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, now on to basically the start of the episode. News of the week. Uh, E3 happened this past weekend, or week in general. For those who don't know, E3 is basically Comic-Con, but for video games, there was a video game comic book... In- I'm going to rephrase that. There was a comic, comic book, book video, video game, game announced. announced and something on Avengers. So for the comic book video game, there is a Guardians of the Galaxy game being made by Square Enix, who made the Avengers game. But they yeah! also made... Woo! But uh, Square no. Enix in general makes a ton of different style games. So, I mean, just because one part of them worked on Avengers doesn't mean those that exact team is working on Guardians. So stay on your guard still i'm not saying it's good guardian guard from the people who brought you (laughs) avengers the game present the next thing that you'll spend 30 seconds on and never want to play again yeah so i mean (laughs) did you guys see the gameplay in the trailer for guardians i saw it It looked pretty good but it looks like um i don't know i didn't see like being able to play as like the other characters i just saw star lord you can only play a star lord that's kind of dumb but you can, when you look at enemies, you can lock onto them and command uh, the other guardians to attack. So you'd be like, Groot attack does a certain move of this person. Rock I don't, I don't know if I like that. Yeah, I don't like it either. I well, what I do, what I do got to say is, the Marvel brand is just brilliant. I mean, if you think about it, that Guardians of the Galaxy went from like a C tier at best in like 2010 <laughs> to being popular enough for three movies. A video game, two spinoff like, movies, holiday special, movies, and Iron like, Group. Like it's 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 so impressive to me, and kudos to Kevin Feige and the rest of the Marvel masters because you turned, I mean that's the power of the MCU, right? Mm-hmm. You turned a C tier team into a household name. That's very impressive. Exactly. Will Will they do the same with Eternals? I was just gonna say that hopefully Possible. because uh, I got that first appearance. So uh... yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, I don't think they will though i think eternals might be a little too big guardians was very simplistic it was a small team and it was comedic based which kind of was appealing to all audience eternals massive team serious which is sounds good to me but for the general audience perspective it might not be as i mean people will look at it and be like that's the guy from game of thrones and that's why they'll see it essentially yeah well the thing with like the mcu is like marvel doesn't miss like, I'm honestly like I didn't care about Doctor Strange, didn't care about Captain Marvel, and like they weren't the best movies, but like they still landed. You know, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. That, that's a, that is, is a tier. comic book hunter five out of five stars yeah. on Letterboxd. I saw that. <laughs> you I, see it I, in I every remember, movie. <laughs> I, I started going through your Letterboxd. I'm like, all right, what does Hunter give five stars? I gotta say, it's pretty impressive that Avengers Endgame four and a half. Meet Dave with Eddie Murphy five stars. <laughs> Meet no, Dave I, um, is okay. Sorry, go on. <laughs> when uh when I first saw Doctor Strange, I saw it with my friend and I really liked it. And then I saw it with my girlfriend, and I was like the second time I wasn't really liking it as much, and she didn't really like it either. Wow. She actually did. Interestingly, I thought it was okay in the theaters, but then ended up really liking it on the rewatch. 
Maybe it was Hunter's influence, but like I, I genuinely like got interested in it on the rewatch. If you scroll she, uh... down on my Instagram page, Comic Book Hunter, one of my first posts is a Doctor Strange review. It was when the movie first came out, and I gave it. I think I gave it an eight out of ten. But now, honestly, upon rewatch, I think it's better and better and better. You said it's, it's the best solo movie in the. I uh, think it's the or best, origin movie, right? Yeah, yeah, origin movie because I do like Winter Soldier better, for example. But I I prefer Doctor Strange over Captain America: First Avenger, and I don't count team up movies. I just think when a superhero is just starting out, so First Avenger, Iron Man, Thor. I, I Black think it's Panther. definitely a top three. I think Iron Man one takes the cake for me when it comes to yeah. origin movies. But Which, it's say. fair, yeah, I totally. But, but I, I I do really appreciate Doctor Strange, and I'm so excited for two with Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. Oh, two is gonna be awesome. I think it's gonna be incredible. Scarlet Witch and Sam Raimi, oh. yeah, <laughs> it's it's a good setup for sure. Toby McGuire. And that's our uh, thoughts on the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and that's our thoughts on the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Strange. game. Uh, well, for the Guardians game, uh, similar to Avengers, the gameplay looks fairly similar in a way. More more gun action, of course. Uh, you could change the costumes of Star-Lord. Probably the rest, too, I imagine. I, maybe, maybe you could change the costumes of everyone else, but as of now, I just know Star-Lord. Um, I don't like how they did the movie roster. I, yeah. That, that's that not surprising, though. I mean, characters. it's the same thing with Avengers the game, you know? You... You, you mark it with what's going to sell. At least Avengers game, they put Miss Marvel in to make it a little bit different, but, like, who, the who Guardians... Who you wanted to see? In well, the Guardians of the Galaxy, they change so often, right? They're constantly changing. I think it would have been cool if you put other Guardians in here, even characters that you wouldn't know as a Guardian. Like, Wiccan would have been cool, for example. Or maybe, I mean, I understand with rights and whatnot, but Silver Surfer would have been nice. He's been a Guardian. Beta Ray Bill. It's just... I didn't expect put Wolverine them, in there. Was he a Guardian? No. Okay. Put, so just put him in there. No. Well, Listen, I, mean, Drew, I guess Drew, Drew's not? the Wolverine fanboy. He needs to throw Wolverine in everything. But the thing is, though, like, it just seems kind of. I can see them adding it eventually, but the, the fact that they just did the, did the movie team makes me like, okay, I understand for a marketing point of view, but why not add like another character or two? Why does it just have a to PlayStation be exclusive Spider-Man? It's forgot about that when are we getting spider-man in the avengers game never did you guys hear like there was like rumors that wolverine was gonna be like an xbox exclusive i I saw that rumor when the game was coming out for the Avengers, but it didn't happen so yeah especially since the player base i think it dropped like what 92 percent or something since launch honestly only 92 i thought it would be like 98 it might have been more than that but who still plays the game no one. Nope. <laughs> I mean, uh, I never hear anything about it. Maybe people are going to jump back into it because there was another trailer at E3. That's the Black Panther trailer, where it's called War of Wakanda. Claw's going to be the villain, and you get to play as Black Panther and all the other characters in Wakanda to fight more robots. <laughs> yeah, fun. more robots. Exactly what that game needed. Yeah, I'll definitely so, check that out though. Like, I didn't check out the Hawkeye stuff, but I'll check Black. I Panther played out. Kate Bishop's, and I thought it was very enjoyable. I didn't play Clint's just because I didn't really, like. I hear it's fine. I just didn't really want to put the Avengers disc in back in and like download the update and then go through the <laughs> extremely long loading screens to play another Archer. So it looks it's like just... uh, it looks like Cole from Infamous. That's every time I'd see him. Oh, that's what I thought. You get that PlayStation exclusive. I mean, the, I like the costumes <laughs> that they have for him, but I don't know the Avengers game. 
There was when the beta came out, JD Tyler and I played it together. It was fun. Remember that? Yeah, that was fun because it was just the betas were like, "Oh, the glitches will be fixed right away." <laughs> they were. Did you guys ever play it after it dropped? Not like, together. together. Not together. Yeah. I think I sent a message one time asking you guys if you wanted to play, and Hunter, you just put a laughing emoji, and that was it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. "All right." <laughs> Once I beat the game, it, it, I was it's like, "It's kind of like okay, the I'm Anakin good. and Padme meme that's going around right now." It's like the, the bugs will be out by the time the game releases, right? And then it's just Anakin staring at you, and it's like, "Right, right, <laughs> yo." Do you know that scene when they come out with the new suits, like the um, oh, at the end of at the, end? the Avengers? Yeah, my game uh, bugged out and. They weren't wearing their suits. Yeah. So Har- I think Harper said this like, is too. I could be wrong about that. And then slowly as you're going through the level, they start wearing their suits like one by one. It's yeah. Like, well, oh, I mean, that oh. sounds pretty common. I didn't like that scene where they're just like, do we say Avengers Assemble? It's like, oh, no, we don't say that. It's like, why not? <laughs> I was like, come on. <laughs> like, why not? Why can't you? In, in a year, the game will be fun or somewhat more enjoyable. The more characters. Just no one will be playing it. Yeah. Um, next bit of news, I wrote down Morbius in the MCU. I probably meant someone else. I can't think of what, though. <laughs> I wrote down the news as they're coming out, so I'm just going to skip that. Someone's rumor for the oh. MCU, but... Oh, I remember what that was. It, one of the actors that's in Morbius was being interviewed, and oh, he said right. something about right. being yes. in the MCU. Yes, it, so... Like, quickly got shut down. Yeah, one of the actors, actor. yeah, he said that Morbius is definitely in the MCU, and then Sony said that it's not. So is Michael Keaton just a new character? Is he not Vulture <laughs> from the trailer? Oh, it's kind of um, in that, but um, did you hear about the potential villain in the Kraven movie? No. Chame- Chameleon? Apparently he's going to be the villain. That was the rumor I saw. Oh, okay. I, I saw it today. So it's a villain fighting a villain. I mean, I I could see that chameleon fitting yeah. for for Craven. I mean, cause... as long as we're getting the Eminem exclusive song, I'm I'm down. Yeah, exactly. I won't see it unless we get the Craven song. So, Craven got that Craven. Craven Speaking Craven. of things I won't see, uh, Titan season three got a teaser trailer today. Did you guys watch it? Who the hell cares? I did. I I saw it and I was like, oh, I might actually check it out. Uh, my my friend texts me and he goes, "Dude, Titan season three is adapting Death of uh, Death in the Family." And I was like, "That's the only reason I'm I, interested." I was like, "Did you watch season two? I mean, I thought that was obvious. Weren't we getting Red Hood this season? Weren't there pictures I, uh, of Red Hood?" I don't know. I, I I got that text today and I was like, "Oh God!" Like Titans <laughs> is just such a cluster. God, I mean, can you imagine a good Titans show? It shouldn't be hard. Yeah. That... How would you do it, JD? How would you do a good Titan show? Yeah, first of all, I, I honestly, angry. I honestly wouldn't have made it a Titan show. I I would have focused on uh, Brendan Brendan Thwaites Thwaites. That I pronounce last name Thwaites. Brendan's yeah. my life. I can't answer. <laughs> Brent, I think it's Brendan Thwaites. I, I would have focused on a Nightwing show around him because I think he's great as Nightwing, and then I would have slowly put some Titans in the Nightwing show and then do a spinoff. I think Nightwing is a perfect character for a show because the run Dixon's run runs like a TV show. So you could really adapt all those stories and then get into the Titans. But once you do the Titans, I mean, make it a little more like cheerful. I mean, God, yeah, that, it's like so dark for no reason. You like for when you're making a superhero show, you got the flash, which is lighthearted, which it should be. Say what you want about the Flash show. I mean, I know Break it's not as good anymore, but it should Stop be like... Stop beating me at Fortnite, Hunter. No, okay. Okay, Daredevil. That's a dark show. 
It should be a dark show. Daredevil comics are dark. I Titans? Beat you. What dark Titans comics are there? There's not that many. It's usually a pretty light-hearted series. So the fact that it's such a dark show where Robin is dragging faces on broken glass is like, why? Did, why? I, I, just, I, I found the whole like Raven plot so uninteresting. They wasted Donna Troy. It's like you have yeah. all these great characters. I, I, I would have started simple, right? You got Dick, and then you start with, like, Roy, Wally, Donna. You know, you just simple Titans, and you kind like, of like make Like the original Titans. Stories. Garth? The original Titans. Oh, Garth died in this, too, didn't he? Yeah, like... He was in one episode. <laughs> it, it, got, it, got, it got so complex, and I don't know. I, I would have introduced Starfire and Raven and Beast Boy all later in the show. Yeah. But... If you had to start with that first four roster, though, what, what would you do? Again, I think I'd go a little bit more lighthearted. You look at the Teen Titans 2003 series, they were able to get dark themes on a lighthearted show. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they made it much more like team-based. Like whenever I watched Titans, I didn't really feel like they were a team. They kind of felt like individual characters that are kind of forced to work with each other. Teen Titans 2003 animated series is all about the team, you know? They yeah, live in the exactly. tower. Like you really feel that bond, that chemistry, that you family. You still have right? like arguments with the team and them spreading out eventually, but in the end... It's it's a team. It's called Titans, not called a bunch of superheroes that are kind of in the same area. Yeah. Like, disappointing. I won't watch season three. I'll look up a fight scene if people are saying, oh, you got to watch this fight scene. Then besides that, I don't have interest. I tried. Okay, I watched all of season one. I watched all of season two except for the finale. I just, I never once liked it. <laughs> you know what's going to, I already know what's going to happen. They're going to do like Death of the Family and... It's gonna be the Joker, but they they won't show his face, and it'll just be disappointing. Oh it'll yeah, like, you'll you'll just see the crowbar smacking him around, and you'll hear the laughing, but you'll never actually get the Joker. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and then you'll see Bruce being like, "Well, that was disappointing." Song. Yeah, you'll see Bruce like eighty years old. Like, yeah, ah, J- uh, Jason. Uh. <laughs> Jason died last night, and he couldn't even lift a bloody law. <laughs> Alfred. Yeah. That's what and then Tim Drake is getting introduced like right away. Oh, oh I yeah. That. Oh god. <laughs> That's going to be I don't know. It's just wait just rough. wait till the next season and they'll do Damian Wayne, guaranteed. You know what? Well, Titans does one thing right, and it's the suits. I think the suits are really good in Titans. I don't know about the Nightwing suit though. I think I, it's, it's decent. It's too bulky. They could use upgrades, but I think the it's The best Nightwing adaptation is. we've gotten is that YouTube series by uh Isma Hawk. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. <laughs> yeah, that shit was oh, yeah. fire. That was really good. About Chris O'Donnell, his Nightwing suit. Fuck Chris O'Donnell. That, that whole franchise is terrible. I like the DC animated universe Nightwing. Besides that, yeah. I, the DC, yeah, but DC AMU is like so ruined by, you know, uh, the last movie. Like, they put him in the Lazarus pit. Like, that was stupid. Yeah. Nightwing will never get justice. Never. Uh, moving on with news of the week. The Flash was movie, had a teaser image of the front of the suit of just the bolt. A lot of detail. A lot it's, a lot go- it's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll be happy to get rid of the wires on the current suit, but it is a lot going on. I mean, I'll be curious to see what the actual suit looks like. I think though. it'll look better far away. Just like yeah. so close up, it's like, yeah, agreed. oh my God, that's a lot. I mean, I, I was kind of getting like New 52 vibes from it. Like I felt like whenever Monopoly drew the Flash suit, like it kind of was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, oh, yeah. Also, when Eunice posted the yellow version of that, I literally, like, shit I myself, did. and I was like... Yeah, I did, too. And I was like, oh, it's not real? Oh, but I was like, holy fuck! 
<laughs> They're actually doing you bard. Do you think we will see? Well, who is the villain of this? Is there a villain? Uh, it's Batman and Batman and, and Supergirl. And Supergirl and oh, but, Flash in this one. I like, thought I heard of something about a female Mirror Master, but that might have been. Yeah, that that was rumored. Because I know they just did that on the show, so probably not that. Interesting. Yeah. we don't know the villain. Do there was also a big rumor uh, coming out recently that Grant Gustin is going to be in the movie, which I, I kind of expected at this point. After the Crisis yeah. cameo, I'm, I just expected at this point. Hmm. Do you guys... Are there any other movies that are being filmed right now that we don't know the villain for? Black Adam? Uh, is there a villain for that? Besides Black Adam? <laughs> well, I assumed it's kind of like the anti-hero, like... Yeah. Himself. Interesting that there's... Where he's fighting off the slavers. The yeah, no... Well, I mean, I don't think they want to do Eobard for this movie. I think, if anything, he'll be introduced at the end. That being said, if you're going to do the death of Nora Allen, is it not going to be Eobard? Or is it going to be that some mysterious man took my mother? Like, I don't know. Oh, jeez. She's just been kidnapped. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, no matter what they do, I'm not going to be satisfied. I'm <laughs> yeah, it's... Drew, you're like the world's biggest Flash fan. Sorry, JD. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 The same. I feel like JD's like one of the only people I can like talk to about Flash and be like, oh, wow. Like, you know, the same amount I do. Well, I think we've read like the same amount of Silver Age, but everything 87 to now. 87 to present, we've read it all. Okay. You guys have both read it all. Okay. Yeah. Because I know you you own like every Flash trade ever made, essentially. Yeah. I don't think there's a single one out there. Aside from like the impulse stuff. Yeah, I was but. gonna say what about impulse, but okay. That's where I got him beat. Yeah, yeah he got me beat, but besides uh, that. Uh last bit of adaptation news is the Lego Batman two movies in the works. A script is currently being made and it so far it seems to be approved at Warner Brothers. Uh I like the first Lego Batman. I think Oh, I really liked it. Yeah. yeah so it's a fun movie. It's good for the kids, I think. Like my, I remember my cousins loved that. You know, the it's kids. good for me. I loved it. <laughs> I loved all the references. I was about like, to say the different costumes. Yeah, well, that's the best thing about like the Lego movies that you get like references dropped that you're like, oh shit, the writer actually knows what he's talking about. Yeah, not just from the comics too, but there's movie references and just costume references. It's a ton. It, it's just really fun in general. Uh, last bit of news, which. Everyone listening will already probably know about is Tom Taylor is writing something at Marvel apparently, and he's announcing it when this episode drops, I guess. So, I, well, he's already isn't he currently writing a Spider-Man title? Is he? Isn't he doing like Friendly Neighborhood or Spidey or something? What? I didn't know this. Maybe he I'm is. Ninety-nine percent sure he's doing a Spider-Man title right now. Are there but... Spider-Man titles? The Chips of Darcy one, the main one, and Nonstop Spider-Man. I thought he had a Spider-Man. Maybe that was something <clears throat> old. But regardless, he's done Marvel stuff before. He's done a lot of X-23. Um, he's done some X-Men stuff, if I'm not mistaken. X-Men Red. Yeah, X-Men Red. There you go. And so now he's Taylor's no stranger at Marvel. But yeah, he appears to be writing a new title. Uh, that man is like Bendis. He stays busy, man. He's writing like 10 titles at the same time. And I mean, I'm forward if he can keep up with it. I mean, he's going to be doing Nightwing, uh, John Kent, Superman, and the Marvel title, and whatever deceased things comes out at the same time, and I believe he does an indie book. That's a lot at the same time, but Jeez, uh, yeah, no kidding. Very impressive. Um, I'm hoping for Captain America. If if he's on Cap, I will be reading it. The, I'm um, I'm hoping for Fantastic Four, but I will love him on Cap, and I think it will be Captain America. That would be huge if true. 
Because that's um, the that's the one book like Captain America ended a while back. Well, it was announced that it was ending like in February or something. Well, you were the only person reading it. So, I was you know. I was literally their only consumer, and I dropped the book, and they were just like, "Uh oh." So Patrick Gleason teased like two months ago a Captain America shield drawing. Is my camera glitching out? Yeah, I just noticed yeah, that. Okay, I yeah. saw that too. Spider Verse. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Um, so I thought it was my computer. All right, let's do this one more time. My name is Hunter. <laughs> yeah. So Gleason was drawing a Captain America shield. He posted on his Instagram, but he didn't say what it was for. And then the writer of Captain America left uh, at issue thirty, I think. So now no one's writing Captain America. Tom Taylor and Patrick Gleason would be like a Whoa. dream book. Yeah. On Cap. I'll, I'll sub to that instantly. Yeah. It's definitely going to be Cap. If it's anything but Cap, I'll be surprised. It's either I, I Cap the, or something new. I mean, Fantastic Four would be um, interesting, too. I thought, is Slot not doing that anymore? No, he still is. Oh. I feel like he'll, he won't have much left for some reason. I, I feel mean, like he'll be done soon. As far as like big Marvel titles that ended recently, there's Hulk, which you know Donny Cates is taking over. Venom, which is being taken over. And... Captain America. I think that's it for Marvel titles that ended recently. Unless they bring back. Oh, does Doctor Strange have a series right now? Uh, isn't it just the death of Doctor Strange thing that they're doing? Oh yeah. Does does that have a writer? No, I think it does. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I guess probably Captain America. But... Vision. What if it's Vision? Tom I Tom I mean, Taylor Vision. I don't know. The thing I'll say about Marvel is they give a six-issue series to anyone. Like Gwen, <laughs> yeah. Gwen Stacy had one. Mary Jane was, had one. It wasn't even Spider Gwen. It was just Gwen Stacy. Yeah, it was just Gwen Stacy. And I heard it was it was selling really well. Yeah. Issues two and three like sold out. I was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Oh man, Captain America would be cool. I, I don't know. I, I kind of trust Tom Taylor with any character. He really has shown great range his, so uh yeah i'll probably does sub to him whatever it is namor does, does not have a book, have a book but uh, for i don't think he'll get a book <laughs> you never know he should mm, no, so, someone's gonna play that clip of i don't think namor's gonna get a book over the over the uh namor written by tom taylor coming to you yeah it, it's possible i guess we'll have to wait and see uh that's it for the news of the week comics pick of the week cover of the week God, this is a hard one because I really loved both issues that I read. I was... Cover of the week, I'm going to go with Nightwing 81 because I do think it's a great cover. It kind of looks like a weekend album cover. I don't know. That's the vibes I got. Yeah, yeah. Um, pick as of the for week. my pick of the week, man, I really loved Nightwing and Flash this week. I think I'll slightly give it a Nightwing, but I really enjoyed both issues. My cover of the week will go to The Mighty Valkyrie number three. It's got uh, Loki holding both Valkyries like puppet like. I, I thought it was a really cool cover. Right when the solicitations came a few months back, and I saw it. Oh yeah, that's that cool. super cool. But pick of the week. Who's writing it? Uh, Jason Aaron's writing it. Continuing oh, okay. Jane Foster's cool. story, and it's really good. Nice. Uh, as far as pick of the week, I gotta give it to Nightwing as well. Although everything I read this week was really good, but God, Taylor's Nightwing is so good. <laughs> I, I gotta give it to him. So, what about you, Drew? Um, cover is probably going to be Nightwing. Really like that. Um, pick of the week is probably Flash for me. Flash, is, it's great. It's really great this totally week. Totally understand yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely cover Nightwing. 
what do you guys want to review first? You want to go with Nightwing first? Probably Nightwing <clears throat> first. Yeah. yeah, Nightwing. All right, Nightwing 81. Uh, Tom Taylor's, what is this, fourth issue on the book? Uh, Yeah, because this is part four. I've given him three 10 out of 10 so far, and this week does not disappoint. Uh, we get the first showdown with Heartless, which uh already an interesting villain. Um, I-, I love the art on this one, too. Just Heartless in the fire like that. The mask is super cool, too. You must um, have quite the heart. I like yeah, like I, yeah, I could like picture the narration, but mm-hmm. um, the panel that really sold it for me is when uh, Nightwing throws the Eskrima stick at him, and he just catches it like that. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> I, I, like, I could picture it's that. Like, like, I could just picture that happening, and I was like, oh, man. And like and like Dick like I've underestimated him. Like that that was great. Mm-hmm. Um and Nightwing gets beat here. He gets a concussion and uh Heartless is able to get away because he realizes Nightwing's weaknesses. He cares about the people. So uh uh Heartless blows up like a pier. Uh, it's up to Tim Drake Robin to get the kids away. I love and, when uh, Dick calls out Tim. He doesn't say Tim, he says Robin. Yeah, oh, that was nice. I I, I love Tim appearing in this book. Like, I think I mentioned that last Nightwing issue. Mm-hmm. I really missed the relationship between Dick and Tim that existed in the pre-52. I feel like it hasn't really existed in the new 52 Rebirth era. Because so. Damien, yeah. Yeah, Damien's taking that role, so I'm happy to see it again. Uh, this page is great for me because it's it's three of my top ten characters of all time. I mean, you got Tim, Dick, and uh, Babs, so I, I really love to see it. Um, They're anyway, all together on a lot of pages. Yeah, um... The, the kids end up safe because a bunch of boats come by to save to save the kids from the pier. Uh, Nightwing wakes up, and he's got a bad concussion. Babs is telling him to stay inside. Um, one of my best one, – sorry, one of my favorite dialogue pieces there is uh, Tim goes, Bitewing was pretty worried about you. And Dick goes, Bitewing, that's actually a great name. <laughs> like I said, I can picture a lot of this just being like done in like live action. Like I can picture a lot of these lines being said. I, I think that's part yeah. of my favorite thing about Taylor's – dialogue is it just, It sounds very natural it flows you know you but even then he, he goes like but her name isn't bitewing it's Haley." and tim goes you're really telling the people in this room we can't have two names <laughs> and Babs yeah. saying i have three yeah. and by the way Bab- babs has this the batman slapping robin t-shirt that's yes great. i love that so much what is what does this exist in the dc universe i love it i love uh, it that's great it's so good like, um, uh, Babs, Babs tells Dick about uh, Mayor Zuko that Mayor Zuko's got stuff going on and of course Dick wants to get right back out there but he can't because he's got a concussion but what will ever stop Dick Grayson nothing he goes back out there in his suit and Babs has a camera on his suit and she's like you know I can see you right um, the panels like this give me definitely a fraction Hawkeye vibes where you see like the Scream stick like how it works with the arrows. It reminds me of Lego like instructions. <laughs> it's oh, great though yeah. I, I really love yeah. that like that's that's so cool and I think inspiring for us working on comics together you know like I, I really like panels like that Yeah um, place here. Night- Nightwing, Nightwing breaks into the building and uh, he's taken out by one of uh, Zuko's guards of course not helping his concussion. Uh, when he wakes up he's got no mask on and he literally goes um, tied up and hang on i'm not wearing my mask and zuko uh mayor zuko goes dick grayson and uh he's like you know me i know you too and he's like you're the daughter of tony zuko and she goes no i'm not i thought i was for a long time but i learned the truth my real father is named john grayson i'm your sister and the final panel is them staring at each other how do you feel about this it's a mislead but i was thrown off when i got to the end of this show i was like oh well yeah did not see that coming 
I don't know how I feel about it, though. I don't know if I like that. It's not huh. real. You don't think? No way. Could be. I think it's it could be interesting. I think no way they're giving Dick a sister. I think it'd be an interesting dynamic. I don't know. I, I mean, I thought it was interesting when they first introduced her as Zuko because I don't know if you guys read New 52 Nightwing, but New 52 Nightwing had one of Tony Zuko's daughters and she was like kind of a love interest for Dick. Oh, oh no. So, oh, really? so, so when they introduced this one, I was like, oh, okay, they're doing the Zuko daughter thing again. That's kind of odd. But now they're now maybe making her the sister. I still think it's a mislead, but man, I really love this issue. I, I flew through it. Like I, I read it and I was like, man, the issue's already over. Like I want more. You flew through it, so did you not see the the Easter egg with the ships? Oh, where they're naming the Nightwing creators? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, oh. they, they named Devin Grayson and Dan Jurgens. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great nice. stuff. Ta- Taylor has shown mad respect to previous Nightwing writers. And I like that he's not shying away from any previous Nightwing history. Like, he, when he, uh, Dick gets the concussion, Fab says, like, you have a history with uh, head injuries, you know, the Rick Grayson era. Yeah. Even, Did you uh, read all throughout that? Did you read no, Nightwing? No, I, I dropped. I dropped after the Rick Grayson stuff. I couldn't. I think I made it a little bit further than JD, but yeah, I stopped eventually. It Did was you? that bad. It was that yeah, bad. I didn't. Well, it's that bad because it's like you're buying a book called Nightwing to read about a taxi driver who likes to hang out in pubs. It's like how long did that last? Was that like two years? Just, just about two years. <laughs> Too long. Life. Wow, so, that's wow. And it was because uh, DC really, really thought that it would pick up eventually. They're like, no, we want to change Dick Grayson. We want this is the new Dick Grayson. It's gonna be a lot better. We just gotta keep this going. And eventually, pe- people don't like it now, but they'll get used to it. Didn't get used to it. Sales dropped. I remember, I remember when the rumor first came down the pipeline that uh, KG Beast was gonna Kill. take Dick Grayson's arm. Oh, that was that was the first rumor that he, that Dick was gonna lose his arm. I remember talking to you about that on the podcast. And yeah, we were like, well, that's stupid. Yeah, and then it ended up he shoots him in the head and he loses his memory. Equally stupid. <laughs> rather the yeah, arm. Nightwing. I don't know. Hey, Nightwing I think was kind of a mess better. in Rebirth because there wasn't like a consistent creative team. Tim Seeley, I mean, a lot of people seem not to like him in the Instagram community. He started, right? Did he start? Yeah, I like the Seeley Nightwing Reverse stuff. I'm not saying great. it's I'm not saying it's groundbreaking. I'm not saying it's great, but it's it's enjoyable. I'm saying it's great. I, I, I really love haven't Sean. You haven't read all of Dixon's runs, so you yeah. Know. No, I haven't. I just I really like Sean as his love interest. I like Raptor as like a brother turned bad who became like sort of a villain in the end. And I yeah, loved how a side side character in this run was Damian Wayne. I thought that was gr- a great idea for a side character since at the time he was only appearing in Teen Titans, which was a monthly book, and Nightwing was bi-weekly when it first started. Yep. And, yeah, people, people called yeah. Seeley's run boring. I didn't think that it was boring. I thought it was enjoyable. Yeah. But then after Seeley, it kind of went flying around. I think Sam Humphreys ended up doing an arc. You know, there was He only did one arc, yeah. Did, few writers who did an arc here and there and then it just like it slipped away i don't know i don't know what i mean it's hard to keep sales coming in when you don't have the consistent creative team i mean look at wonder woman yeah so i was about to mention that wonder woman so, changed i think six cre- times so in many four different years. creative teams so nightwing was mm. having that problem they decided to do the rick grace and stuff which everyone hated and mm. finally they finally they moved on huh? well i mean it was <laughs> king technically like he didn't he start that like i know he did it in bat in the batman title and then yeah Labdell wrote a little bit of the Rick Grayson, if I'm not mistaken. He wrote like an arc. I can't remember arcs. who started. I know Greg Capolo did the first few covers. Yeah, Labdell wrote a little bit of the Rick Grayson, and then Dan Jurgens did the rest, if I'm not mistaken. 
Trying to now, remember, um, yeah. how is the um, new Fifty Two Nightwing compared to like the start of Rebirth? Because I, I feel like I like what, the new Fifty Two, but I'm biased because the new Fifty Two was my first ongoing. But oh, I was okay. reading a single issue, so I, I like it too. I th- I think it is good. It's not amazing, but it's good. Like... To, Kyle Higgins tried to do something different with Nightwing. Um, and I actually met him at Terrificon, and he was a really cool guy. And he, he said, like, "Oh you know, yeah, want, yeah, you were telling me." He wanted he wanted to try to do something different with Nightwing. Um, you know, he kind of he owned the circus, which was an interesting concept. He was dating the Zuko daughter. Like there was there was some cool stuff in there, but uh, it, it got canceled after only thirty issues. So yeah, he didn't really like it to live long but, enough. But then it became Grayson, which yeah. was really cool as well. I was about to say I, Grayson, I, I was, Grayson awesome. was awesome. Was cool. And then yeah, and then Nightwing Rebirth, I thought was you know I thought it was good in the beginning. The Rick Grayson stuff was bad, but now we're at the stuff that is the best since Dixon. I wish Grayson was brought mm. up more in the comics. A lot of times in Tom Taylor's run alone, these four issues, there's a lot of callbacks to before he was where he's at, where he's like the circus boy to Robin to to like Disco Wing to Nightwing. Red suits usually there. I wish they showed the secret agent outfit because. Yeah. Honestly, Agent 47, I think he was. 37. 37, yeah. Agent 37 was a huge part of Dick Grayson's life. It was roughly a year. And his entire character changed, and it even led into Batman and Robin Eternal, Robin War, We Are Robin. Like, that suit appeared a lot in a lot of titles in general. So, kind of miss it. But yeah, yeah. Seems like it's just kind of forgotten. Listen, we're getting getting the best Nightwing content since, like, 2001, which is great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I'm happy that he's back in blue and he's on Taylor. I, I wish you got the finger stripes, but can't can't have it all. I feel like we're gonna get to that. I don't know. I do like the uh, the blue palm. Yeah. So it's not Taylor. A bad listen, Taylor hasn't disappointed. I think through four issues, you know, I, I was saying this when Zdarsky started on Daredevil, right? It was perfect issues to begin. I think the first 25 issues of Zdarsky's run are perfect on daredevil mm-hmm. through four issues on taylor's nightwing i feel the same way like i've genuinely thoroughly enjoyed it and my second favorite character of all time like i hold high standards it has reached them and it exceeded them mm-hmm. I, I think you know having babs as a main character is such a big part of dick's character that has been missing you know since the dixon run essentially uh you know in in the new 52 and rebirth you know you didn't have Babs as a supporting character. And I think that's what's been missing in Dick's life to try to make that title great again. And I, I think it's finally back there. And, and part of what I said, together. Like, yeah, they have and, to. And, and, I want them to get married in, in like yes. a few years in this room. They already got married. Definitely. <laughs> I know. Which didn't really count, but yeah, count. I mean, part of, part of what I said in the new 52 that I hated with Nightwing was that they tried to make him too much like Batman they got rid of his logo on his own title. It was like the bat logo behind oh, Nightwing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and and then they had to move back to Gotham, which I hated, you know, in, in Taylor's Nightwing, the logo is Nightwing and he's back in Bloodhaven. You know, he's mm-hmm. his own man. And, and that's what makes Nightwing great is he operates separately from Batman. He doesn't have to be Batman light. And you know, within this four issues, which a lot has happened so far, the only time we've ever seen Batman is on Bab's shirt. <laughs> like we haven't actually seen Batman yet. He hasn't even I don't think he's even been mentioned, maybe once, but that's about it. And it's nice. It's nice having focus on the family instead. Focus like Tim's in here, Bab's in there. Tim, they Babs. talked about cast last issue. Like da- Damien, I think Damien will appear. Williamson and Taylor get along pretty well and I think I think he's gonna appear. I love Damien and weird. relationships, so 
it's weird how like right now nightwing and detective comics are both better than like the main batman title that's not to say the main batman title is bad i think no it's no good. last issue was good but i feel like in general like i'm a little sick of like the new character every arc kind of miracle thing. molly <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of just a little burnt out with that yeah kinda... that, that's fair punchline was kind of the only successful one too so oh uh i wanted to ask what do you what's your guys opinion on the red nightwing suit i think it's good i understand really like why it. they did it i totally get why they it, did it. it was cool to switch it up but i do prefer dick being in blue given that red hood robin like there's a lot of red already in the i mean i yeah. think that's why they did the red originally to match yeah. the others to match the brothers but yeah no i still prefer blue all the way I'm glad he, he's back. Finger Stripes like, is by far the best suit. I think it's weird how yeah. in that, that variant cover, how it has the red suit and it doesn't have the Grayson suit. Because what I was trying to say before was, I feel like DC thinks people hate the Grayson era more than people actually do. Like, I feel like a lot more people like the whole There Grayson are people that don't like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean I even when the concept was announced, I was like, "What? <laughs> why? Why is Nightwing becoming a secret agent?" Yeah, but I I'm, I'm, it. I'm like more of a fan of like the red, um, Nightwing suit, but I still feel like it's kind of weird how that Agent Thirty Seven suit wasn't on there. Yeah, cover. it's never shown. It's never brought up. I wonder if we'll see Spiral again. Tom Taylor does love the history of Dick Grayson, so I can see Spiral appearing again, or like even Huntress. Like the current Huntress was actually Dick Grayson's boss in Grayson. Before she was hunted. She's, um, she's in Detective right now. She's yeah, actually a pretty big that. character. Mm-hmm. And it's good stuff, too. You guys should read Detective. I don't know why you don't. Like, I don't know I don't why do I don't either. Batman. I don't know why I don't either. The, the art is great. Uh, they got... Uh... Yes, Future State Artist. Once a Future. Yeah, uh, yeah, Once a Future Artist. Mm-hmm. Damora. I'll have to get into it. but I just Yeah, n- I next to... arc. I'll let you know when the next arc is starting. Sounds Jump good. In uh nine wings is 10 for me genuinely love the issue can't wait for the next one 9.9 i don't know how i feel about the sister reveal i don't like it i think it's a fake out like i'm not even phased by it i know but i thought like chips darsky bringing back daredevil's brother was a fake out but it wasn't (laughs) so that hasn't really gone anywhere yet though no it hasn't so it's strange 9.9 if i could give it that so close just that reveal like was weird to me babs wearing the batman slapping robin t-shirt gotta love it yeah that that was great that was great yeah what do you give it drew um i give it a 10 it, honestly when there's a new nightwing that's usually the first thing I first read. thing i read that no, was the first thing, first I, read, thing yeah. I read i'm not a big nightwing fan but i really like this run i'll have to read the chuck dixon run um, well, i was about to ask have you read the dixon run before no i never have so I, i'd like to read it I've read two volumes. <laughs> and I went, read them all. That was good. The, the first volume is weird, Drew. It's, it's, it's very, very 90s. It's extremely 90s. I like that it came out in the 90s. Nightwing has a ponytail that goes down to his knees. <laughs> it's pretty bad. The ponytail I bad. think the 90s is like some of the best stuff. Best era of comics. In terms of like look and like just the weird changes that they made to like a lot of the characters. That's like my favorite kind of era. Really? Wade's, Wade's Flash, Dixon's Nightwing, yeah, Morrison's Justice League. There's so many uh, great Green runs Lantern. in that period. Kyle great Rain. runs. Kyle's Green Lantern. I like 2000s. So many of my favorite runs come from that period. I think I like, like 2000s. The definitive, I, the 94 to 08 is like the golden era of 08, DC. okay, yeah. yeah. So I would X-Men, say... That's like the definitive era in terms of like how they look. The stories are whatever, but like 
when you think of x-men you think of jim lee 90s jim lee x-men yeah yeah that's true fair enough uh flash oh man the cover is so misleading yeah i was waiting for this the whole time i so, do so not the, like that the cover is barry it. at sanctuary and the variant cover is dick and i mean sorry dick wally and roy so I'm like, I'm expecting a Roy-focused issue, a Heroes a what? Crisis focused issue. <laughs> I saw that very end, I didn't know it was for this issue. Why? Why? I have no idea. All it, right. start, it starts with where we ended last issue, with the Super Friends Reverse Flash. Uh, Wally is in Reverse Flash's body in like the Super Friends cartoon. Captain uh, Cold. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's great stuff. I mean, I never really watched Super Friends before my era, but... I do think it's very entertaining stuff. Have you, and the art is have you seen cool. any Super Friends? Like clips. I've never seen like a full episode. I've seen a few oh, you full gotta, episodes. You got to check it out. You don't have to check it out, JD. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch like an episode or two and be like, okay. Watch an episode and be like, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> the Division of Man. Yeah, well, 70s cartoons typically are pretty terrible. But uh, I, I don't know. The, the artist for the Barry pages, uh, not yeah. a big fan. Yeah, I'm not a big fan either. It's, it's too, like, uh, that, that Barry face is haunting me. It's too hyper-realistic. Yeah. Well, it's like the, the shading's a little odd at times. There's a lot of lines to it. He doesn't draw pupils often, so it's just like and a lot of glare in the eyes, too. Like, it's like doll, it's like doll, like glass-like eyes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little odd. This guy did a Shazam Future State. Future State. Yeah, I didn't like that yeah. either. But yeah. But, uh, the dialogue, anyway, um, though. <laughs> Yeah, Reverse Flash gets put on the Legion of Doom. Uh, all in favor of those putting Reverse Flash on the Legion of Doom say evil. Evil! evil. <laughs> uh, L- Luther is jealous of him. Riddler's like, riddle me this, and then says something obvious, which is, is so great. Just yeah. the, the whole dialogue says, here Riddle is... me this, who is bald and rich and angry to didn't kill Superman? Jealous Luthor. <laughs> and, and they, I, call I think they even call him too. out later. They're like, you don't even... Th- those aren't even riddles. You just state the obvious. Yeah, yeah. To quote Lex Luthor, uh, well, Riddler says, "Aha! Reverse Flash was right. Who loves green? The co- who who loves the color green and purple?" And Luthor interrupts and goes, "Me, Riddler. Me. Your stupid riddles aren't even riddles. They're just really terrible observations. Watch. Riddle me this. Who wears tights and is annoying and paid me to get a seat in the Legion?" Riddler Gasp. Just, <laughs> Riddler just gasps. It's so funny. And the, the the Lex is greatness, and and the Reverse Flash is. I mean, it's just it's great stuff. You know, it's it's very cartoonish. It's very funny, and it's it's a good divide for the issue, I think, because mm-hmm. you know what happens later in the issue is definitely not like this. Yeah. Uh, while he's able to escape, we go the Reverse from Flash's bot to a very yeah, that, serious scene. That, that's great. He slaps around Lex Luthor. Um, <laughs> while he's able to escape the Reverse Flash's body, and uh, he keeps it moving. He's not only going through time, but he's going through kind of universes because he's able to get on like a cartoon. Um, he makes Omniverse. his way to he makes his way to Max Mercury's body in 1832. Uh, he makes his way to uh, Scott Collins' art, by the way. Yeah, Scott Collins on that one. Oh, page. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I wish there was more Scott in here. I love Scott. He's an iconic Flash artist. Um, you, you get him temporarily in. Uh, Wallace who is that body. character? No, I, who are these two characters? Uh, they're they're students at Teen Titans Academy. Yeah, I wasn't sure, like, because yeah, one one's name one's name Billy. No, Miguel and Billy. 
Yeah. No, when I saw Billy, I was like, wait, is that Shazam? I think it actually is Shazam, because I'm pretty sure he is a student. I could be wrong. I'm not reading Teen Titans Academy. I could be wrong. But... Yeah, but he, he temporarily drops into Wallace's body. Then he goes into Jesse's body, which is, is great to see, like, Wally in all these guys' bodies. You know, it's like yeah. him in different suits. Uh, he, he makes his way into Barry's body, and uh, he's, just, he's jumping around. Doesn't this almost kind of look like Ethan, Ethan the Man Skyver a little I bit? I thought it was. I, I swear to God, that. when I got the issue, I was like, no way they got EVS in this issue. Because he's, uh, like he's not doing work anymore, right? Not a DC Marvel. Creator own stuff. Yeah, creator own stuff. But Cyber Frog thing. For for a second, I was like, oh my god, I got him. But uh, so he's jumping around from body to body, and then he eventually stops in in uh, his son Jai. And this is the best part of the issue. So good. Oh, oh my god. I, I, he he lands in Jai's body, and he's having a conversation with Irie. But Irie knows exactly what's happening because she's heard this story before from when she was a kid. They're all grown up now, and it's it's great stuff. I mean, the way the conversation they have, it's just so good. He finds out that his kids are married. Uh, they they infer that Jai is married to Gold Beetle, uh, which is from the earlier issue in the arc. Mm-hmm. When she said she has a crush on Jai, which is funny. Yeah. Um. He uh, he. Wally says that he retired, and Irie's like, "You don't retire from heroing." And she's like, "Well, by the way, that's my cue." Pops up in the Kingdom Come Kid Flash suit. Oh my god! I I love seeing love that. that suit. I I was so un, unexpected, like so unexpected to see that. But she's she's Kid Flash. She's Kingdom Come Kid Flash. Like that's what she becomes when she's an adult. That's insane. Oh my god! It's so good. And she says, like, you see, you see, Dad, the Flash family's done all right for themselves. Oh man, it's so good. You know, I hope she, one day she, she walks. She walks Wally through, and she's like, "Everything's gonna be all right." You know, you're gonna go on all these adventures. You had your ups, you had your downs, but now things are really gonna start getting better for you. But you have one more hump to get over, and that's the return to Heroes in Crisis, which is where the issue ends. But oh my God, I Irie was so good in this issue. I, I hope mean, like I, one day she's like away. the Flash. You I know, like like in the perfect universe, it goes from Jay to Barry to Wally to Bart to Irie. It's the way it goes. Imagine and now that there's the strength force. Imagine the Flash kind of worked a... out and Irie was his sidekick. My God, that would be amazing. Oh, that well, would be like, cool. Like, if they had her as the Flash and had um, Jai, you know, come up with his own name, and now that there's the strength force, it kind of explains why he, you know, had his, yeah. like, super strength for a while. So, yeah. I don't know. I'd be down for, like, a brother-sister Flash team up kind of thing. Probably not. Well, I, I, don't, for I know a you're while. a fan of the twins because you're like yeah. the only fan of the tornado twins like that exists. Yeah, I love the tornado <laughs> twins. Yeah. <laughs> I love all six of their appearances. Yeah, all, all six of their issues. <laughs> Maybe five. <laughs> they don't appear much. Uh Sanctuary. What do you guys think will happen? Will, will we reverse it? Like change it? I mean those are I don't think anything's dead. gonna reverse. I don't think anything's gonna change. I think it's gonna be Wally kind of fully accepting what's happening, and this is gonna be the last that we see of Heroes of Crisis. Forever. Hopefully, hopefully. Because yeah, I think this, you, I think this is the closure on it. Usually, when when I see something like this, I'm like, oh, here we go again. But now I'm really curious. I mean, this issue was great. Jeremy Adams has a very positive attitude on Wally West, and I mean, it's exactly what he said in the interviews before he started writing Flash that he's not here to make Wally suffer. He's here to highlight what makes the character great, and this issue is exactly what that is. I mean, kudos to Adams and the editors for 
doing the Kingdom Come Kid Flash suit. I was really not expecting that, but that's what Irie should become. And kind of opening that future projection, I mean, that, that's how you start a run. You know, when Mark Wade started his Flash run, the very first issue is about John Fox, who doesn't end up appearing for like 40 more issues. So you can yeah. have a foreshadow and, you know, you could, you could plant seeds that could eventually come true. So I hope that this isn't the last that we see of grown up Irie. I don't think it is. Yeah, I think it, I could see even a Flash event happening with a ton of speedsters, and she could be one of them traveling back. This is probably my favorite Flash issue since Speed Metal. Really loved it. Really dug it. Yeah. Yeah, really good issue. Not that Bro, Speed Metal was that long ago, but like this was very I mean, good. Speed Metal was like November. So yeah, it has been a while. This was great. Jeremy Adams killed it, and I'm so excited to see what's next. I just wish the cover wasn't so misleading. <laughs> yeah, me too. I kept waiting for that. Um... So two big comics came out this week, Planet Size X-Men and Venom. I mean, like, big ones and, like, this is major for the comic in general. I'll quickly go over Mighty Valkyrie, because that's the last, like, regular issue. And then maybe we'll jump into X-Men and then Venom. Uh, Mighty Valkyrie, real quick. Uh, I was going to ask you a question, JD, what you thought, because you kind of know more about CGC than I would. Uh, issue one of this is the first appearance of Runa, who is the Valkyrie from Thor Ragnarok. She was an original character for the MCU, and then she was just brought into the comics from issue one of the Mighty Valkyrie. Do you think they'll have value one day? Because, I mean, technically the first appearance is the movie. Depends but on what the first, happens with the, the uh, next movie. Yeah, the, yeah, so the first appearance in comics is the first issue? Yeah, which came out uh two months ago so, so the thing about modern books is typically it's hard for them to hold value unless the character really skyrockets but right i mean it's a good one to hold on to i think you know i mean look okay. at you know characters like jessica cruz that's a new character whose first appearance holds a lot of value now it does yeah i was more so curious because like she's she appeared after her live action yeah like the movie first and then came i mean that's like the you know the Harley Quinn the uh, oh good point Phantasm yeah. that kind of thing. Her first appearance is worth a lot, right? A, 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 well, Harley Quinn Harley? insane. That that yeah that was insane. But yeah. some people appear in media and then appear in comics. Arkham Knight, you know. True. Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious. It really it really depends if the character takes off in in the media in the movie. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Love and Thunder. Uh, that was news of the week. The Thor leak. I oh, forgot yeah. about that. Oh, well, I guess while, while we're on the topic real quick of Jane Foster, her suit looks pretty accurate. Doesn't have blonde yeah. hair, but I'm okay with that because she has black hair as a Valkyrie and black hair as Jane Foster. Well, brown hair as Jane Foster. So that leak is cool. There's a Thor leak for those who don't know, showing off the suit on a t-shirt that's kind of like an older t older style t-shirt. So there's not much detail that we can tell. But oh, Hunter, like... I can see you wearing that shirt. Like when I saw that shirt, I immediately thought like, I can see Hunter. Yeah, I'll be that. wearing it. I wear superhero shirts for a living. So. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll definitely want that shirt in general. Jane's uh, holding Mjolnir, which looks like it has cracks in it. And it's probably reforged. So we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Plus Thor's armor looking. That looks awesome. Uh, so this run in general is two stories in one. It's Jane fighting Craven for some reason. And it's uh, Runa, who is the uh, other Valkyrie from Thor Ragnarok and whatnot. Uh, she is dealing with um, just saving people in general. She's, she's like a new Valkyrie. She doesn't really want to be a hero, but she has to be. And basically she has like she has to find Jane. We don't really know why yet, so she's hunting down Jane Foster. Uh, 
Loki is also in this. He's not in the Thor books right now. He's in this, and he's dealing with uh, gods are being born at the moment as, like, children. So he, he's like, we need someone to raise these gods, and hell is returning. So it's a lot of information. It's a lot. If you're into the Thor comics and want more Thor characters, I highly recommend this. But it is a lot of stuff happening at once. Next issue is the first time Thor Ragnarok's Valkyrie meets Thor. So... It's interesting how they're like really close in the movies, but they've never met in the comics. So that's happening next. I give oh I give Flash a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten, yeah. Yeah, I give Valkyrie ten out of ten for sure. Yeah, I'll give Valkyrie like eight. It's it's enjoyable. Uh, Drew, JD, and I don't know what an X Men is. You want to explain? Oh, what what, what is the uh, X of men? planet size X Men? That sounds terrifying. <laughs> And a size X-Men. So, basically, this is like the big one shot. It's written by Jerry Duggan, who's doing um, Marauders. So, basically, after this, they're doing another X-Men number one, and Jerry Duggan's going to be writing that. Uh, The last issue of Hickman's X-Men, they announced the new team. So, this issue basically covers the big reveal of the whole Hellfire Gal, the whole reason why they're having it. And it's, it kind of just shows, like, them, a bunch of mutants like Magneto, Elixir, Hope, uh, Vulcan, just kind of, like, reforming Mars and making it habitable. Um, it kind of, like, goes back and kind of touches on some stuff from um, X of Swords or Ten of Swords, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And basically, like, the mutants that they fought in the tournament, they're sending all those mutants to mars and they renamed mars Araco, which was the island that was on the other side of krakoa so now Araco, the old landmass of Araco, is a part of krakoa and all those mutants are up on mars which is now Araco. um a lot of people are kind of scared because now the x-men have their own planet it's technically the first mutant planet there's a scene where it shows cyclops and cap meeting up before the hellfire gala and He's kind of just like, oh, um, you know, we detected a, a landmass of 500% added to Krakoa. So they're, it shows kind of everybody's kind of afraid because now mutants are getting more and more powerful. They're kind of, in a way, taking over. And uh, Cap has a line where he, he basically said that he wasn't going to the Hellfire Gala, but now he's going because he wants to know what's going on. Um, it's really cool. Scott. Yeah, it's it was a cool scene. I'll show the art. You guys might have seen this. But... I have seen that, yeah. Yeah. It, the art's really pretty nice. Cool. Um, Pepe Larraz, um, he drew this issue and he did, I think he did House or he did um, Powers yeah. of Ten. Yeah. He did one of them. I think, uh, he did I think House. it was House. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of like, it seems like he's kind of like the big X Men event artist right now. But the cool thing is he's going to be doing the ongoing of the next X-Men series. So I'm kind of oh. excited for that. Um, it's uh, kind of like to read or not to read. Yeah. Oh, I would no. check it out. I would check it out. Okay. It's, I like the team. It's a little divided, but I think Hunter's really going to get cool. seven issues in, be terribly confused and stop. I could already predict that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I will. <laughs> All, all Hunter wants to do is start at a giant size X Men number one and make his way to the present day. Take ten years to I do so. But good good luck. Yeah, no. I'll good start luck. at like nineties, maybe two thousand. 
New X-Men by Grant Morrison. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or Astonishing X-Men by Whedon. Maybe. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like... A lot of people speculated that this issue was just going to be the mutants going to Mars. They didn't really expect them to send the Iraqi up to Mars, which is kind of like odd. But mm-hmm. they're kind of like a race of mutants that just know war. So it's like, in a way, they're kind of doing the humans a favor by getting rid of these warrior-like mutants. But it's kind of what you expect. Like, a lot of, like, one-page spreads. The art is, like, really dynamic. It's like... I'll show you guys a picture. Um, yeah, like this. That's pretty Ooh. cool. Magneto and all this stuff. Yeah, that's but very nice. Really good. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, here's another one. Just beautiful art. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I should. I think you should check out um, X Men number one. Yeah, I might have to know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you rate but, it? Yeah. Um, I give it, I'd probably give it an 8.5. That's like, not bad. I like, I liked it, but I was a little skeptical. I don't know. Yeah. I, what do you, what, how do you feel about Mars? I like it, but I'm just kind of wondering like, what does this mean? Cause the way they're marketing X-Men number one is, oh, the new heroes of earth. So like it shows them fighting in New York. So it's kind of like that's weird like why would you set up this if you're not gonna yeah i don't i i feel like there's gonna be some kind of spin-off book with whatever these characters these uh, new ones because you, you guys don't really know anything about ten of swords but there was a ton of new characters like the original uh horseman of apocalypse like his children and i was think i was telling one of you about solem who is like the new wolverine rival he uh, has adamantium skin He's showing up in the Wolverine ongoing again, so I just wonder, like, what what's going to happen with these new characters? I mean, there's so many X books, so I guess they have time. X Men is very very complicated because there's so many characters. I know it's good, but I know like the Hellfire Gala. That was I. I got a bunch of other uh, issues um, this week too. They're just like Hellfire Gala tie-ins. They're all basically just the different perspectives of the same night. And okay. at the end of the first one, it just was like, everyone's walking out of this room. It was like, wow, which now we know is them taking over Mars. Yeah. But it's just a lot of like, they're reading the same thing over and over again, different dialogue. Like, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little burnt out from it. But the cool thing about it is, um, you know how they had the reading order at the end of house and powers of like, Oh, you should, you got to read this. Oh yeah. 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 So for this, it's not quite like Ten of Swords was, where it's like, oh, part one, part two, part three, up to 22. They have all these, it's an event, but you don't have to read everything, except for the, they have ones that are marked in red. I'll show you guys. So there's only really like five or six that you, they recommend you reading. So this is it. <laughs> Versus so, like, you don't need to read this. So like Marauders, that was the first one. Then it's X-Men, which unveiled the new team, then Planet, and then Sword. Oh, another thing too. They they built another sword facility to watch over Mars or Rocco. Do the X Men so, know? Do the X Men know that? Yeah, they actually made it. Like they used um, what his name was, but they used this uh, mutant that 
basically gave birth to the new sword facility. It was a really weird scene. I'll, like, he has, like, reality warping abilities, and he basically gave birth to the new sword facility. So that was kind of weird. Yeah, this is it right here. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then it's just... Yeah, it was a weird one. Interesting. But, I don't enough. know. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Hickman after the four-issue miniseries that he's going to do, The Inferno. Might be on a Before. different title. Or just retire again. I think he'll bit. stay... I think he'll stay as head of X, but I don't... I wonder if he's going to be writing anything. Yeah. I'm not really. But yeah, that was X-Men. I give it 8.5. Really enjoyed it, but definitely wasn't my favorite comic this week. Venom 200. Uh, this is uh, the, the finale of Donnie Cake and Ryan Stegman's run, which you guys both should read, and the person listening who hasn't read it, you should read too. Harper, you I got Marvel. I got Marvel Unlimited now, so that's very doable. Is it? Is it all? No, it's not all Marvel Unlimited, of course, but probably a lot of it is. Most a lot it. of it. Yeah, they, I think they release stuff like two months sometimes after. Two release, months, yeah. So typically like two months. Awesome. Yeah, you should check it out. It's really good. So, um, not to spoil anything, but th- this is the f- the finale, <laughs> and uh, it starts by going over like the history of this run, which is cool, and just Eddie remembering. Uh, it, there's a few different artists on here, but essentially. King in Black, which we reviewed on the podcast, ended with Eddie Brock becoming the King in Black. Doing so, he can now be in several places at once. He is god of all symbiote, and he does it to help people and warn people. Uh, he's in a um, cafe with Spider-Man, or, and he's having just fries with him. I think they call it a cafe. I don't think it is a cafe, though. Anyways, he's, just having, he's talking to Spider-Man, and Spider-Man blames himself for everything that's happened. He blames himself for Eddie and, like, the symbiote and everything. And he, he breaks down in front of Eddie being like, look, I, people have died because of this. Planets have been killed because of Null. It's my fault for bringing... Because for, I brought back the first symbiote to Earth. I wore the suit and I wasn't strong enough to take it off. I could have stepped up. I could have thrown it away. But I but I wasn't strong enough to. And it's all my fault. And Eddie kind of explains, like, actually... um symbiotes have had a plan to conquer earth for thousands of years and null has always had his eye on earth it's not your fault at all symbiotes have been here before you and they'll be here after you which kind of calms spider-man down in a way uh the issue kind of goes over what he what eddie's been doing and he's been going to every major marvel team so he goes to the avengers he goes to the x-men he goes he talks to silver surfer he goes to the guardians of the galaxy the fantastic four well he actually doesn't go to the fantastic four but he warns them of probably Marvel's next event, essentially. Uh, throughout this run, there's been a reoccurring villain, and that is the Maker. Do you guys know who that is? That's yeah, the Charles Xavier. No, no, that's um. I mean, I mean uh, yeah, Mr. Fantastic the, from the uh, Ultimate Universe. Yeah, so it's one of the few survivors of Miles Morales' universe, essentially, the Maker, and he is Reed Richards gone absolutely insane. Because it's basically a what-if story. What if Reed Richards, smartest man in Marvel, lost everything? So that, that that's who he is. He's just a crazy Reed Richards, and he's trying to kill Venom, essentially. There's an arc in Donny Cates' run where he builds a portal back to the Ultimate Universe, but it kind of cracks and breaks down when Eddie's destroying it, essentially, by accident. And it turns out it's a portal into a Venom-type universe, which he kind of gets sucked into. But uh, basically... Ve- Venom, Eddie Brock tells everyone, like, he to quote him, I guess, 
Uh, I have come to all of you. I believe that the Maker is coming back. I believe that he's in contact with a group that calls itself the Council of Reeds, which was made by Jonathan Hickman in his Fantastic Four run. It's essentially uh, the multiverse room from DC Comics that Flash goes to all the time, except it's only Reed Richards from different universes. Okay. And they all talk, and they all one, like one of the Reed Richards is insane. One of them is always stretched out all the time. One of them wields the Infinity Gauntlet, and they all go there and they just talk. Uh, regular Reed Richards went there in Jonathan Hickman's early 2000s Fantastic Four run, and it took a long time to convince him not to talk to the council because they're all like him. They all have the ideas that he has. So it took him a lot of convincing from Susan, his wife, Invisible Woman, to get out of the council. Uh, but anyways, Venom goes on by saying, a group who calls himself the Council of Reeds, I believe that they have a council of interdimensional duplicates of himself that issued him a sort of a challenge in order to join their ranks. If he is to become one of them, he must restore his own failed universe. It is my belief that he will hope to accomplish this by invading our own essentially replacing our universe with his own. This is not a battle I can fight on my own. It'll take all of our might together to defeat him. And then Iron Man is kind of like, uh, is, that, is this real? Like, where are you getting this information from? Like, I get that, but help me out here. When is this evasion even supposed to happen? And Venom keeps being cut off because he's talking to other people out there in the world. Uh, Cap- it ends with Captain America saying you should join the Avengers, like, we need you. And he's like, I, I can't right now. Like, I'm too busy. I'm, I'm a god now. <laughs> I basically can't. But he does say, I actually know someone who might be interested, though. And the next page is a splash page of Flash, Flash Thompson as Agent Anti-Venom. So, anti- Flash Thompson died in Spider-Man 700, I believe. Or he, no, I think it's yeah, 700. 800, wasn't 800, it? yeah. He's back now, but he's still legally dead. No one actually knows he's alive, except for Eddie. And he's trying to keep it that way because he's like, I've been in this world long enough. I know when costume and ma- I've been in the costume and mask biz long enough to know that ones who come back from the dead don't always stay back for very long. So he's like, I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm just going to help people out. And he just has a mini story in here. Uh, to wrap it up, the issue ends with uh, Eddie Brock's son, Dylan Brock, basically becoming Venom's legacy. He is now the new Venom. Uh, oh since, shit! Yeah, since really? Eddie cool. is godlike, he doesn't really have time to be like just the now hero Venom. He doesn't have time to just like stop muggers on the street and stuff because he's going to be like cosmic Venom in a way. So his old symbiote attaches itself to Dylan and becomes the new Venom. Basically. So how old is Dylan? Is he like a little kid? Or... He he's a high schooler. Oh okay. That's so, pretty cool. I like he, that. He is young, but yeah, he's he's Venom now. So and, is the Al Ewing run going to have Dylan Venom in it? I, mean, I don't Dylan, know. Because the Al Ewing run so far, what we know of is it's going to be about Eddie in space. Because that's what he's doing. Because he's a god now. So I don't know. I guess it's oh. just if there's ever like a comic, a Spider-Man comic or something where Venom teams up with Spider-Man, it'll be Dylan. It won't be Eddie. Because Eddie's like oh. beyond that now. That's really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, so his suit's very much the same. There's only slight differences. This is a suit right here. Uh, so the it's a lot more sleek logo because it goes down more. The eyes are round instead of like all spiky. And he has chains on his arms. And he doesn't use webs anymore. He uses black chains. Which is, That's I think, cool. a reference to Todd McFarlane. Because he created like Venom. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
And uh, Eddie even asks him, like, why do you have chains? And Dylan replies, I don't know. I thought webs were maybe played out. Plus, all the comics I read up, grew I read growing up had chains. I just think they're cool. So that's basically what Tom McFarlane said when asked what's, why. What's your name? Dylan. Dylan what? Dylan McFarlane. <laughs> Essentially. But it, the last page has him, like, just leaving out, and he's using chains instead of webs, which I think looks pretty cool. That looks cool. That's, that's yeah. neat. <laughs> it does look neat. And that's Venom 200, the finale. Highly recommend. I know I just spoiled it for you, JD, but... Well, yeah, I mean, I got it's more really Unlimited, cool. so now I could... I mean, uh, the Venom run in general is really cool. There's stuff with the ma- There's a lot of stuff with the Maker. There's a Miles Morales arc that where he teams up with Miles to take on people. King of Black is such a good event that happened recently. I really want to read that. Like, it's so good. <laughs> so, yeah, just in general... Don't let the Chip Dzarski tie-in story lead you away, because it is a good book in general. I give Venom 200 a 9 out of 10, but I give the run... Yeah, 9 out of 10. I'll give the run a 9 out of 10. There was only one arc that I thought was just okay. The rest of it's, like, really good. So, yeah. I want to Donny Cates Hulk soon. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm glad that he's really good. And Donny Cates is also writing a Spawn book, too. So, there'll be chains everywhere. And that's the hero story. Wow, episode went quick. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it was one, fun. fun I have one more thing to say. Oh yeah, what's up, JD? Are you ready for your fight this Saturday against uh, Harper? Oh yeah, against Harper, June nineteenth, right? Or, or is he uh, pulling out of it? Well, he has the mm-hmm. whole Kangaroo Jack situation. So. Listen, yeah. listen. If as long as Tim Hortons is sponsoring, we're fighting. What's your prediction, Hunter? Uh, who's winning? What round? Oh, I, I can't say. I'm actually more curious about JD. What do you have anything to say before the fight? Oh, it's first round KO. There's two hits. I hit him, and he hits the ground. <laughs> okay, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, one of them lives in across the literal ocean, so I don't know how this fight's going to happen. But it all depends on the kangaroo Jack situation. If Harper cannot get that is true. He, back, yeah, he's still got to make it with the kangaroos this week. It's gonna mm-hmm. be a, it's gonna be in Australia. JD's gonna beat him on his home, home turf. Uh, I gotta go to the home turf. <laughs> just go over it. to a store. Just <laughs> slam. <laughs> uh, I'm curious who would win. It's gonna happen one day for sure. It might yeah. be a little bit one delayed because yeah. of kangaroo Jack, but one day <laughs> we'll see. Uh, and next then, uh, week you're gonna fight uh, a certain uh, creator. You know, Rob, Rob, Rob Liefeld. Yeah. Rob Liefeld. <laughs> Who blocked me on Instagram, by the way? Holy shit. I knew, I've, literally, the, uh... I've literally not even one time interacted with him on Instagram. I've never followed him, never commented, never even looked at his posts. Blocked <laughs> me on Instagram. I was going to make like a, a fake uh, like card, like a UFC kind of card, and it was going to be JD Harper, main event. Hunter Rob Liefeld Cohen. <laughs> well, he he blocked me for a reason. I called him out on some bad things that he's done. I think it's past. weird how he uh, he blocked JD. That's so like, random. That yeah. means he must know that you guys are affiliated. I, d- I think so. Probably. He heard I of Hero so. Story. Went, nope. He listens to the podcast. He yeah. listened to the podcast Ooh. and he was like, he's like, I don't like those boys. Yeah, probably not. We, Draw we, feet, Rob. <laughs> Draw better feet. Uh, next week, I can't remember what comics are out next week, but there's probably a Spider-Man issue. So. I'll be there. Uh, JD is on the moon that week, so I don't think he can make it. I right. will be away next week, so I will not be on the show, so enjoy me this week, because I will not be here. Uh, Harper uh, will probably get the kangaroo by then, and Tyler will hopefully, uh, 
brutally injure some muggers, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Drew, Drew, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's been a pleasure yeah, to have you on me. again. It was awesome. Where can we um, find you for people who want to find you? Uh, just at Drew Dennis. Uh, yeah, just at Drew Dennis. And, you you know, I used to always say Dennis Designs, but I have Dennis Designs in my bio, so. Oh, Drew just Dennis. to go to your bio from Drew Dennis on yeah, Instagram? Yeah, like, I, I post more comic stuff on my uh, my main Instagram, but if you want to see, like, the comics that, you know, we're working on or any graphic design stuff, check out Dennis Designs. But, yeah, I, I post comic stuff. I guess we could kind of sort of say what we've been doing recently, too. Because uh, the three of us, we, we make comics. We made The Price Hero Pays, which is a comic that if you want to buy, message us. Or just go on Comixology. Comixology. Yeah. yeah, go on Comixology, the app, or the website, and just type in a hero story, and you'll be able to get all the stuff we've worked on. Uh, we made a mini-series. Well, a mini-story, I guess. That's done. Like a one-shot. Yeah, okay. it's it's done, and it'll be on Comixology soon. But we're doing the backup story that has literally one page left. So it'll be done pretty quick here. And it'll be on Comixology. The main story is called Stranger in the Night. Uh, JD, you wanna you wrote it, so what's it about? A Stranger in the Night. There we go. And <laughs> then the it. backup story is called There's No Need to Hide. Which, because there is no need to hide. Because there's no need to hide. That's it's it, funny. Yeah. Like We'll talk about more when it comes out, but There's No Need to Hide became an idea because I needed to draw a billboard in the background of Stranger in the Night. And I made a creepy looking one because I'm like... It's a parody of Meet Dave, essentially. And JD was like, huh, this could There's be a, a story. story <laughs> the famous the famous JD quote. There's a story there. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, listen, uh, working with these guys is the best. Um, you know, the stuff they turn out is great. They turn my script into some pretty amazing stuff, which is always cool to see how they enhance it. Um, mm-hmm. Really happy with the way Stranger turned out and uh, super excited to see more of... Uh, there's no need to hide. I can't wait till you guys can see it on Comicsology, and then uh, hopefully we'll be working on some big projects soon, some more printed stuff. I hope for sure, hundred percent. That, that's gonna yeah. happen this year, probably. So o- o- only up to go from here. So uh, mm. th- thanks for listening to the episode. Uh, if you want to check us out, uh, you can check out our other side shows, such as Book Club, which just released recently right. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, just search up a hero story on YouTube. Subscribe while you're over there because we need more YouTube subscribers so we could monetize bitches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, follow, like, all that shit. Uh, for a hero story, I'm JD. And I'm Hunter. And thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. What? Woo!